everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Thoughts and Found podcast. We're going ahead with another episode today in the pregnancy series, and uh, today's topic is about navigating the tell. So tell us, what is the tell, Danielle? <laughs> How to tell people you're... Expecting? Up the duff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe you just said that. <laughs> Pregnant? Prayers? Prayers. In the family way. And with many, child. With child. <laughs> <laughs> How to let people know that you are... Expecting. That you are, are pregnant or that we I as a couple pregnant. are expecting a baby. Yes, we are not pregnant. We are I not pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> you are pregnant. We are expecting a baby. Absolutely. Exactly. So... Let's talk about that. I think we can talk about our experience with it for sure. Um, definitely there's sort of some guideposts that the books tell you, the websites tell you, you know, that safety zone out of miscarriage, 12 weeks kind territory. Of territory. Um, that said, you're never really in the safe zone because you can always lose a pregnancy. So that's actually a really interesting point you just mentioned there that I think there's a lot of misconceptions about that, that, that people do think that, uh, you know, a pregnancy is, is a foregone conclusion to having a child. Yeah. And that is actually, if anybody listened to our previous episode on baby gear, we did allude to the fact that um, this is our third pregnancy. So we did lose two pregnancies prior to this one. Um, And I think that changed our entire perception of that moment when you take a pregnancy test and you fast forward nine months and you automatically have a baby. Because it's not quite that simple. Or seamless. That seamless. You see it a lot in the movies. You'll see people, you know, all of a sudden take a pregnancy test and then it fast forwards. It's the next scene and literally they're seven, eight months pregnant. And then the next scene they have a baby. And it's, I wish it was that quick. Well, and even it some really of, isn't. It, it's not. And, and even a number of those um, pregnancy test commercials will show people, you know, taking a test but talking with their best friend. And it's, it's just two weeks along. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's early. Pretty early. That, that's pretty early. That's very, very and early. And that's very early to even know and to even then share it with somebody. So um, I guess we can rewind and maybe talk about what we did. Each one, we've had three pregnancies. Each one has been different in terms of when we found out and then when we have shared that news with other people. So um, the first time around, I guess, uh, we were pretty excited <laughs> We were lucky enough to get pregnant the first time, so I guess it was, what, eight, six, eight weeks? Eight weeks. Eight weeks, seven and a half weeks, I guess, um, when we shared the news that we were expecting. We had done the home pregnancy test, a couple of them just to make sure, and we were super excited, so we thought... Well, let's share it with but we, we did keep more the circle, than ourselves. We kept the circle fairly small. Just we a did. Very, a few few close, friends and family. Yeah, family members and friends. Yeah. And we told them, and then unfortunately the next day was when we had the first miscarriage. So that was pretty tough because we had just gone through the process of telling people, and then we had to untell people. Untell people. And that, I don't think we anticipated sort of that difficulty or that sort of even step involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing to carry into a future pregnancy was, do we want to tell people that early in case something does go wrong? Do we want to have to untell those people? Because that was, that's, I didn't actually end up doing it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> well, I was just physically and you, emotionally and mentally recovering from that. Um, 
so then the next time we actually didn't even get a chance to tell people because we lost we didn't that tell them pregnancy. That we were, just to be clear for the listeners, we didn't get a chance to tell them that we were even expecting Expecting, at that point. exactly. And that was just a couple months later. Um, we didn't even get a chance to tell people that we were expecting because we lost the baby at five weeks. So it was, so it was fairly early in the pregnancy. We ended yeah. up telling people that we had lost a baby rather than that we were pregnant and then lost a baby. So um, that time we had opted to kind of, if we were fortunate enough to get pregnant again um we had opted to maybe wait a little bit past the first sort of eight weeks um when we had told the first time so we didn't get to that point um so we ended up just telling people that we had lost a second pregnancy and again that circle was pretty close very small um, very small and then this time for the third time with our, our current pregnancy current pregnancy and again we were really fortunate um we were able to get pregnant again fairly soon after um, the second miscarriage. And this time we were kind of, I don't want to say forced, but circumstances around holidays. holidays it was yeah. right at Christmas time. And because we live at a distance from friends and family. And just and for some context, we don't actually have any family in the city we live in. We live in no. Ottawa and our closest relatives live about four to 500 kilometers away from us. So so we're here in terms of family on our own. Yeah. Uh, we have a pretty close circle of friends in the city, uh, but for family, they're all at a distance. Yeah. And we had purposely chosen this third time because of our history of losing a baby at eight weeks, losing one at five weeks. We were kind of just keeping it to ourselves and seeing day by day how far we kind of got and those certain markers you know we got past five weeks and then we got past eight weeks and those little sort of milestones were hugely celebrated just having not been able to make it past those the first two times um but christmas did fall right in there and i think i was 10 weeks at christmas and a couple weeks prior to that we had been making arrangements to go down to see extended family Mm -hmm. for the holidays and the thought of doing that and being (laughs) out of my house and in the car for in the hours car for hours uncomfortable rest stops, rest stops i was having horrible nausea i was having horrible issues with low energy just being glued to the couch Very just feeling really and... lethargic and just really awful um that wasn't really the mood that i was in it was a celebratory and, spirit you know pack myself into a car for several hours right. and crowd into public bathrooms and stay at someone else's house yeah. and you know, all the things that go along with, uh, you know, a, a typical family holiday, which otherwise would be a joy, but the place you kind of want to be when you're feeling that lousy and just uncomfortable and you want to be wearing fat pants and <laughs> it's not appropriate for Christmas dinner. So you can let it all kind of hang out on your couch, at home, at home. not someone else's couch. So we opted to actually stay in town Um which everybody was very understanding about but we did have to well we felt compelled to kind of tell them the reason why because it's kind of one of those standing things because we are at a distance we do tend to be the ones who travel for christmas and we're happy to do so it's easier for us we're also without kids um so it's just easiest for us to kind of go where everybody else is and so this year it was a little bit just different in that you know, we were kind of drawing it out, and I think people were starting to understand. To, to wonder, like, if why are you going taking so long to decide what day you're coming, and when are you coming, and why aren't you coming, and you know that kind of thing. They weren't pestering, but it was just one of those things that we felt to help to help. This is getting in. awkward. Yeah, and <laughs> so to help everybody be able to sort of uh, finalize their own get together plans with other sides with of, the with family, other sides of the family, and food like preparation, yeah. and there's a lot that 
if you've ever hosted a group at Christmas, you know, goes into it. And the sooner you know the details and how many mouths you're feeding and sleep lodging and all of that stuff, um, the sooner the better. So we did kind of drag our heels and kind of <laughs> it got to a critical point where we had to we let people had no know what was going excuses. on. <laughs> there, was, there was no more time and no more excuses. Yeah, we just had to bite the bullet. So we ended up telling people, which um, I guess was around nine weeks probably because i think christmas i was 10 weeks it was christmas day that i was 10 weeks yeah, so it was like a week or so, week and a half before that about nine weeks which was earlier than we had hoped to um have to sort of share the news just given our previous history but it did end up being one of those things that was just a circumstantial thing and the holidays kind of dictated that we shared the news and um obviously everybody was very excited and very understanding about why i wasn't packing myself into the car and kind of going halfway across the province to go visit family for for Christmas. So we had a really low key holiday here. Um that was that was that was rough actually. We made a good decision to stay here because it got worse the progressively like over the 3 weeks that I was off for Christmas it just got to be quite tough. Um I literally didn't leave the house for several days, didn't leave the couch for several hours a and, day. And we, as we've reflected back, I think it was actually Christmas Day itself where you probably felt the worst in the whole time. I did, and I loved Christmas. Time. You loved Christmas, but it was, it was, my it was, favorite it was day a difficult of the year. day for you. So yeah. anyway, um, we did tell family and, and then just kind of kept counting the days. And as the weeks went on, and it was 10 weeks and then 11 weeks and 12 weeks. And we knew that the books had all said, you know, the 12-week marker is that sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, safe zone um that said we never really felt safe and still at 27 and a half weeks i still don't really feel safe and i know that may sound a little bit absurd to some people but i think if you've ever been through a pregnancy loss um you can maybe identify with that feeling that it's never really a guarantee until you have that baby in your arms there's a lot that can go wrong um you are kind of on eggshells and you're just kind of taking it day by day and making it to that next appointment and that next ultrasound and and it's a totally different situation from someone who maybe does have um a more you know picture perfect pregnancy where they 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 get pregnant and they have few if any issues and and successfully deliver a baby 9 months later yeah, it's, true. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's just a different a totally different scenario yeah and i think that's the common perception like we will be doing a separate episode all about miscarriage and, and our experience with pregnancy loss. So we're not going to go into all that detail now, but just it does change your entire perception of a pregnancy and the safety and the comfort level with which you even share the news. I knew um, even at work for me, I waited quite long to mm-hmm. tell people. Luckily, I wasn't really showing and I was able to wear some loose fitting clothes. So it wasn't entirely obvious. Um, but I waited to almost 18 or 19 weeks, so almost five months pregnant to let work know. I did let my immediate supervisor know around 12 weeks just because I wasn't feeling great. And that was the first week back after the holiday break for Christmas. And you were needing to take some extra time off I at that point. I needed some it was days, not... yeah, to work from home or if I wasn't really quite on my game or... Well, plus you also have a very long commute. I mean, yeah. the nature of our city, it's its very spread out in a, a horizontal fashion. And we live in one end of the city and you're offices in the the polar opposite opposite end of the city so your commutes on any given day uh winter conditions aside are anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half each way so it's a long time to sit in the car be in traffic be uncomfortable and even breathing all the few and even with conversations with our doctor she agreed that you know you didn't necessarily need to do that and was and was supportive of you um speaking to your employer and 
uh, being able to then work from home um, yeah. as often as possible. And waiting. if I hadn't told her that, my supervisor, that I think she would have kind of clued in if I was kind of checking out early or not feeling well or just not on my game in meetings or maybe missing some deadlines. I was still really lethargic. Even the thought of just getting ready in the morning for work, doing, having you know, a shower, having a shower, getting, getting dressed, dressed yeah. doing hair and makeup was just, the thought of it was so overwhelming. And I literally had to peel myself off the couch to actually do that and then get in the car and drive myself. And then at the end of a full day, after being in work clothes and kind of compressed in a chair and getting back in the car and looking down the mouth of another commute, like it was just getting to be a lot. So I needed to let her know right at 12 weeks, which is a normal time to let people know. But I then didn't share that beyond just my immediate supervisor. I did wait till 18 or 19 weeks. And it was funny because... The mixed reactions people said oh my goodness you're almost five months like how how did you keep that a secret so long and i said well i just i did like it's a personal decision and i think and, and we had a lot of holidays there's a big holiday stretch in the middle when a lot was, of people yeah. were away for different holiday schedules yeah. so you didn't necessarily overlap with them even when you were in the office yeah and i didn't want to go through that experience of telling and untelling so we kind of just waited until it was kind of not an option when i did start to show and it would have been obvious and then I don't I didn't want people to find out sort of that way I wanted it to be my news to share not them looking at my burgeoning belly and wondering if I just had a big lunch or something <laughs> so I did uh and that was interesting actually that that the way that I was able to tell um work because I had gone back after the second miscarriage the first day back I had taken a couple days off it happened to fall sort of at the end of a week and then I had the the weekend to kind of also add on so I took two days off work and then had the weekend went back on the Monday and interestingly enough there was another girl who was announcing that she was expecting and she sent an all-staff email and celebrated with donuts for everybody in the kitchen and that hit me like a ton of bricks that was hard hard because it was my first day back I had kind of gotten to a place I mean obviously it takes more than four days to get over a miscarriage but I felt physically able to go back mentally able to just kind of focus on what I needed to do and not be around the house and just kind of wallowing but I that kind of brought it all back and it was really tough so if we could just give anybody advice if they are you know telling people at work obviously we and I I was super happy for this girl she was thrilled we don't begrudge anybody their their happiness I didn't want to take away from her excitement at all I just the way that that came out about for me was really really tough and I think it's just important to remember not to couch your own feelings or to be overly sensitive or overly paranoid about how other people might be perceiving but you just need to be aware of potential struggles that people are going through and other sort of chapters that they're walking through in their life. Well one of my favorite expressions or statements um, uh, Tim Ferriss is another very very famous and popular podcaster uh, he's often used the example that you know everybody out there is fighting some kind of a battle that you know nothing about. So they've got things going on in their life that 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 they might be well hidden, maybe even not so well hidden, but they're going through something that we don't know about. Yeah, and so it, it's helpful to keep that in mind whenever you're dealing with somebody because yeah. you don't know what's what's going on with them. Exactly, and but, not to diminish your own excitement. And that person who is going through that battle would not want you to diminish your own excitement because it is a joyous occasion and. Who knows if they had struggled with infertility and they, you know, got to the point where they had actually been successful and gotten pregnant. So 
they're worthy of celebrating and happy and just they can't keep it in so that's fine and we never begrudge them it's just it's a way of sort of thinking about it in a way that's sort of sensitive to what other people might be going through and I actually hadn't seen that public of an announcement at an office before so that I think also compounded it it was mm-hmm. a bit of a shock that somebody would do it in that public away well and plus as well offices are really funny spaces because um there's various layers of professional colleague type relationships there's there's hierarchy relationships there's also a lot of um interpersonal relationships that that, that develops with their colleagues colleagues. so so it's a that's a really funny space for this type of news to get distributed in yeah and pregnancy is so personal but you're in a public space and so being with colleagues is a very public experience your body is visible to multiple people and your physical space is limited in terms of privacy like we have a very open concept office so everybody can see what's going on you can hear phone conversations you can hear voice conversations that colleagues you know talking over their little cubicle walls um so it is it's that juxtaposed sort of personal experience with a public space so it was just an interesting um that was an interesting day. Interesting situation <laughs> so for you. for me, I opted to keep waiting and waiting until I couldn't wait sort of any longer. And then the way that I chose um, to let my colleagues know before I did start showing was I actually fortunately had a day where I think I had four or five meetings lined up with different groups who pretty much ticked off almost all of my colleagues in those different groupings of people in those staff meetings. So that actually worked out really well. And it was just one after another. And I just privately, quietly, you know, told them in, at the end of the meeting, by the way, I'm pregnant. Some news to share. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of them ended up, we had perfect segues. So it actually just worked out really, really well. well. We were talking yeah. about summer deadlines. And it's like, by the way. Who's taking holidays when? That July and... deadline is going to be someone else <laughs> taking care of it because I'm pregnant. I'm not going to be here. So that actually worked out really well. And some of the meetings were larger Um group so I could kind of hit several birds with one stone um, that day so I think there were only a few colleagues that weren't in meetings and then I was able to just send them a private note Um, and eventually my supervisor did a couple weeks later send out a note that I would be replaced by a mat leave replacement Um, so then it wasn't they weren't learning that way it was but it was the way that I chose to do it and I feel very kind of adamant about people taking the time to think about how they feel more most comfortable to share that news and I think having the people who receive the news not judge the person who is telling in their own way it is a very personal experience um your hand can be kind of forced in terms of telling because your body starts to tell people before you actually say anything um and you don't ever want to make that mistake of assuming that someone's pregnant because their belly is changing. They may have other health concerns going on, gaining weight, whatever. So as we all know, you don't ever ask a woman if she's expecting. <laughs> you wait to let her tell you. Um, so I was really happy with that. And it made me comfortable with the way that I was able to share that news. My hand wasn't forced into it. Um, it felt very comfortable and natural and sort of in keeping with my personality. Plus, as well, in, in the work environment, there's also that aspect of having to deal with all the administrative aspects that go along with a, a pregnancy and going on some kind of uh, maternity leave. Um, there's just timelines associated with the paperwork and, and that kind of thing. 
meetings that have to happen. Yeah. So so that's another factor that sort of plays into when you have to to the lead make time the, the lead stuff, time which I think we're going to actually cover a whole administration of pregnancy topic. So we've got stuff like paperwork and leave and hospital registration and classes and things like that. Keeping sort of the, track of the education of pregnancy, going to That's pregnancy right. school. So, um, but yeah, that is a consideration, especially for timelines. And we have an annual conference that comes up in the summer. So that was top of mind for me because it's kind of all hands on deck for that event. So and, and you're heavily involved in, in heavily certain involved aspects in of, yeah. of, of preparing for that conference. So that timing, I needed to make people aware so that they didn't feel like I was telling them too close to that conference and kind of bailing out on any duties that are perceived to be under my sort of ownership. Um, but luckily they were very accommodating and sort of hired a mat leave replacement to shadow me for two months before I planned to take leave. So um, she just recently started and we'll have the full two months um, working two together, months to, which to is great yeah. because next year's conference she'll be doing completely by herself. So she needs to know how to do it without being completely thrown into it. Um, so I was very thankful that they were accommodating and allowing us to do that. So even I can take a little bit of a, a back step um, if I'm not having a great day or not feeling great or, you know, need to work from home. There is somebody there who can step in and, and kind of cover those bases in case I can't. Um, you also never know when you're going to go into labor, too. So Great point. Um, preterm labor is a very real thing, very common. Um, so I mean, that's just a reality. So you need to be prepared for that. A workplace needs to be prepared for that um, and just have sort of a plan B in so, place. So just in terms of just being you know, a responsible employee as well, it, at, at, there comes a certain point where you, you have to tell people because, you know, um, even if it's an, the altruistic act of, of helping your workplace be ready for you yeah. having to take an early absence or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's that's interesting a real too because even when I did tell people, like there's a couple of things that I felt personally, just having been through two losses, it's interesting because the excitement level the third time wasn't where I think a lot of people expected it to be. And not knowing the history of two losses, they think you're announcing you're pregnant for the first time. So they're a little surprised with that you were perhaps more cautiously optimistic. Exactly. Than, than, and I wasn't, you know, over the top excited. I didn't bring in balloons and I didn't shout it from the rooftops. And yes, I'm excited. And yes, I was smiling when I told people, but I don't think my level of enthusiasm was quite commensurate with what you have in your mind what when somebody expecting. says the first time that yeah. they're pregnant. And that was twofold. That was based on previous history and still being kind of uncomfortable at even 18, 19 weeks telling people because I felt like as soon as you let it out into the universe, it's almost like you're cursing it. And I know that sounds totally illogical. And it's also something that's harder to, to, to rein back in. Absolutely, and, and, and when I, you tell 30 plus colleagues. That's right. Well, and plus, and that sort of gets close to tying into the sort of the social media aspect of how mm-hmm. of how um, people may or may not choose to, to tell people, which we can yeah. sort of segue into that. We can. Now. And I th- just one other thing I wanted to mention mm-hmm. about just that waiting period and then also knowing, um, you know, sort of when I did tell people, because it was almost five months, that had been news that I had been digesting for five months. And so if you think about where we are now in April, rewind five months till what, November? November. Do you remember what you were really doing in November or does November's events, do they really seem that newsworthy? Not really, because you've been living that reality for almost five months. Five and months. so the first time somebody hears that you're pregnant, it's very exciting for them. And it's still exciting the first time you tell them no matter what. But that news has had time to percolate and digest. And I've been living as a pregnant person 
four or five months. Five months now. So you kind of have to realize that that person is telling you for the first time, but that's not news to them. And so it's an interesting sort of <laughs> when you put yourself in that person's shoes, um, there's a couple of different factors at play. So um, that's not to say I wasn't excited when I told people. I just wasn't quite maybe where the the movies kind of yeah, show you, show, you show know, standing me, up on right. the boardroom table and releasing doves into the air or something, <laughs> um, which I hope is not real life, but that's movies. Anyway, but yes, yeah, social media. So we are not super active on social media. I do a lot of social media for my job. And so in my personal time, it's just not something that I spend a lot of time on. Um, so we have not posted anything about being pregnant on any social media platform. Um, we do know with the viral nature of things that as soon as you do kind of even DM somebody, it's almost like they feel at liberty to share that news because it is such a public forum. And so it's almost one of those things that you do you need to tell people that like you'd prefer that they don't share don't it. tell anybody else. But then maybe you shouldn't put it on Facebook. <laughs> so there's ways of maybe figuring out the platform because it's almost like implied that if you tell somebody on Facebook that it's kind of their news to then share propagate. Well. That's right. And I don't think that's where we're coming from. Um, so we did have the case where a couple of people, you know, shared our news and beyond where we were hoping to at the time. Yeah. And that was our news to share. We would get to everybody. And I feel that's very important to even if somebody tells you that they're pregnant I think it's important to maybe ask their permission to say, are you telling other people? Can I share this news? Do you mind if I share it? Because you know they're excited for you too. And to not, to tell them and then not ask them to tell other people is very difficult. Yeah, you don't want to shut down their excitement Exactly. And some people are better at keeping secrets, frankly, Mm -hmm. than others. So Mm -hmm. you just kind of have to use your judgment. But I think when you go ahead and post it somewhere public, you're kind of almost inviting that public share so you just if that's not the route you want to go then maybe second you know give it a second thought yeah, talk, of where talk, you talk to people personally or through other other means whether it's uh, you know a conversation a phone call an email whatever it happens to be yeah because it can quickly spread you and you can't it. take stuff down off the internet once it lives out there it's out there right. and if that's where you want to share it that by all means i mean we see lots of people sharing their first sonogram picture sure. on facebook that's just not our sort of way of doing things well but... i remember we see sort of the risk is that you know it's not that the word spreading is bad it's that, that there might be some people who find out through a secure circuitous route and and maybe you had intended to let them that person or no, people personally. more directly and they find out a you know through a different route and, and perhaps they're upset or offended and then you sort of have that interpersonal yeah. fire to put out that because uh, well, you never know who's connected to somebody on facebook you might think you know or who's liking what photo or what comment that someone exactly. else has, has shared or that something six like degrees that. of separation you never know yeah. who's actually friends yeah. with who on facebook and so it can just get get out of control get out of control and if that's if you're okay with that, that's okay, fine. Okay, then go for it. If that's an easy way, I mean, that's you're hitting a lot of people with Facebook all, posts, so that's once, kind yeah. of easier than actually making um, individual emails or individual texts or individual phone calls or, or whatever it is. And we're not picking on Facebook; we're just using that as no, one example. <laughs> it's just more commonly used for things like that. Um, so yeah, we've just chosen to keep it off Facebook, but we're not on Facebook often. that often anyway. So I think it would have been really out of character for us to just not post for a couple of years and then all of a sudden bam there's a sonogram picture we would think we would see that as very attention getting for us because we're not on facebook all the time for people who are regular users by all means that's probably the best venue 
um, it just would have felt very Unusual, odd for us. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So well, I think that's... that's aspects, aspects to consider. We um, Another area we found it was interesting. We, we've had a very long, cold winter here this year in mm. Ottawa. And what that means practically is that we don't often see a lot of neighbors from from one week to the next. Or if we do see them, it's a very brief hi Wave there, hello the in the in the driveway as you're getting from your house through the minus 35 degree weather. Yeah, there's Celsius not a lot of time for conversation. conversation. You're also wrapped in a giant parka, parka so you usually. can hide a lot under a parka and a That's toque. Right. <laughs> so so we kind of and not seeing a lot of neighbors. Like we we realized early this spring, you know, we have to start and have that you know, let them know because the, you know you are going to physically look very different now that we're out of parkas and they haven't seen you since (laughs) that's right yeah a lot can happen a lot can change in in those those winter those winter and that wasn't intentional obviously but it is one of those things that and it it goes back to that point of not realizing how long it's been and you've been living with this news for now almost seven Seven months. months so you kind of assume that you've told everybody because it's been such a reality for you for I don't know, 200 days or whatever it is. So I think to then realize, oh my gosh, we haven't told like one side of our neighbors, but we have told the other and the other ones across the street. And so it's just, it can get, because of when we've seen them. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. We have different time, you know, commute times and overlap times. We literally just don't see you. And if we do, it's a cursory conversation before you freeze yourself and run into your house. So um, that'll be an interesting thing to kind of remember who we've told and who we haven't told. And I'm sure their face will tell when they see my belly. (laughs) They realize, oh my gosh, what happened to you? Lots changed since we saw you last. Exactly. So other things to consider, which probably if you live in a warmer climate, that would be a lot more obvious, a lot faster. So for us, winter can hide a lot of things. A lot of of things, that's right. So including a pregnancy. That's right, that's right. So there are a number of different things to consider when you're you're navigating the tell of a pregnancy, who to tell, when to tell, whether to tell, depending on if you want to retell and tell again, depending yeah. on your circumstances. So and I think we consider. obviously have a very different sort of experience with this. This is our experience was not the textbook. And we wanted to share it because it wasn't the textbook, because we didn't really know how to navigate any of the tells any of the three times. So we kind of went with our gut. Do we have regrets about telling too soon? Not really. In fact, we got um, a lot of support. It is what it is. And in fact, we had a lot of support we from did. a lot of people who did say like, you know what? I'm really, I'm glad that you told me. I'm very sorry to hear about your loss. That happened to us yeah. too. And, and in multiples. And in multiple and times. multiple times between and after children and before yeah. other children and And so not consecutively. to go too far into this topic today, because as Daniel's yeah. already said, we, we're going to do a, some, some more in-depth conversations about this. Uh, but it, it has been amazing to find it, to, to see people's reactions and how and why they reacted. And, and generally, we, we met with nothing but uh, compassion and support, yeah. which was really, it was very helpful for us. It, it was, was really inc- heartwarming. And it, really was very heart- it was incredible to see because you realize what other people, felt yeah, good. What other people are going through in their lives yeah. that we had no idea about. No. Uh, but when you are willing to take that step and, and share. Uh, share that, you know, other people are willing to come to the table. A lot of people open talk up. Talk about it too. Yeah. So we wanted to share our experience with navigating the tell because it isn't something that I think follows that sort of norm. And we wanted to share that because we didn't really find a lot of resources out there about how to navigate the tell when you've maybe been through some difficult ones prior. So this is pure personal experience. We obviously are not telling people what or what not to do. 
um, it's, by it's, any means. It's we your, just wanted it's to your share... personal choice when you tell what to who. And exactly. if you're on the receiving end of the information, all we can suggest is, you know, be as su- a supportive and as grateful and unoffended as possible. Yeah. I think a lot of times people, you know, they don't really have to tell you. So I think it's one of those things, like it is so personal, like we were talking about before, but it becomes a public experience. So that's another thing we're going to actually touch on is that social. Public versus private versus social aspects of pregnancy. And how your body all of a sudden becomes a public entity, even though it's still a very private experience and a private body that otherwise when you're not pregnant is just your body. But somehow it becomes a public discussion topic touch area <laughs> there's was, all kinds of things that become very public domain in that vein i was reading in a, in a book the other day and, and again we can talk about this in the future about how how husbands often respond well or not well when other third-party members of the public touch their spouses <laughs> or, or, or wives bellies yeah. without either asking their their wife or anything like that yeah. it's, 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 it's a really amazing. interesting dynamic so we'll have that there. discussion we'll have again that discussion. because that has started to be a reality <laughs> so um anyway but yes just to know that you know people don't need to tell you a certain way people don't even need to tell anybody it's just become one of these sort of things that people do tell because it becomes obvious at some point that they're having a baby and obviously it's one of the most joyous events in anyone's life or normally is so um that is one thing that i think you know isn't just important to remember so um, be as gracious as you can to that news and for the people telling do you just do what feels right for you and comfortable for you and in keeping with your personality don't feel pressured to tell a certain way because that's what you see everyone else around you doing or what's accepted norms or or feel like you're going to be judged i mean this is a personal experience it's your pregnancy it's your child it's your family that you are growing it doesn't belong to anyone else so that's one thing um i think if i could share as a takeaway we're really happy with how we decided we were both on the same page with it too we had talked about it and we've had a lot of support as a result. We've had we've had very very positive reactions. We've been fortunate to not have anybody that has been upset by how or when we've shared the news. No. So which maybe is we're lucky that way. Well, I think we are. So. It's very fortunate for us. Anyway, if you have any other questions um, about our personal experience or want to share your want to share your, your experience, experience, we'd love to hear that. If you're comfortable sharing that. Um, in the comments or in the show not in the show notes i guess through the, <laughs> through the, learning through, how through this the, works <laughs> through the messaging uh, the messaging um feature of the anchor fm app yeah. so podcast feel app. free to do that and we'll also have our website linked where we've got all our social media um now that we say we're not on social media that's right we're not we, on social media privately but we do but for our, 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 our projects there, so our various internet projects we are if you do feel comfortable either sharing your story um, or asking questions, we can do a follow-up, um, maybe delve a little bit further into this topic. Or if people want to find a great community for a discussion, we're happy to provide that forum on our page um, for people to kind of open up and, and share their experiences. So um, if you're comfortable with that, we'd be all ears. Thanks so much for listening again. We're glad to have you here with us, and uh, we hope you found this uh, an enjoyable discussion today. And we'll be back again soon with uh, some additional topics in our pregnancy series. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Have a great day wherever you are. Bye for now.